Hello there, it's Gareth here and welcome to this episode 119 of the podcast. I hope you're well. It's getting a bit difficult to say that now. Now it's going to hundreds and some things. It's quite a mouthful. I might just have to say good morning, welcome to the podcast, or good afternoon, anyway. I'm thinking out loud. Let's not be doing that. Let's get down to the business of today, which is recording a podcast. And I wanted to share something which I thought was interesting. And it's something that came to me this weekend when I was walking on Saturday. I was thinking about the podcast because, you know, this is like the week up to Christmas and, and I've been, hopefully I've been enjoying the Advent Challenger, I've enjoyed doing it and it, it really was a last minute idea and I think next year I'm going to do something a bit more around it, I can plan it a bit more for next year, I didn't have a lot of time to plan it. But the one thing that I became aware of was that if you are listening to these episodes that I've recorded around December and you listen to any other time of year, they might sound a bit odd because, you know, a lot of the stuff we have been talking about has been Christmas related. And it got me realising that there are certain things we do at Christmas. Clearly, we you know we do them at Christmas, and they're not, they're inappropriate the rest of the year, aren't they? You know, they would seem strange. I'll give you an example. You know, we currently in our house have this um, a nine foot tall Christmas tree full of, full of baubles and and lights. Now, if you came into my home in June or July and saw the same tree, it would look a little bit silly now, wouldn't it? Well, that's the kind of thing that doesn't travel well if you know what I mean it doesn't look good in June or July but there are certain things we do at Christmas which I think we could do all year round and they're not necessarily the celebrations we have I think the more attitudes and mindsets that we have which I think if we were to have them all year round would actually make um, the world we live in a slightly better place and I'm, I'm going to talk about one of them today and it's because on the walk on Saturday I'll give that to you where we went. We went to Bolton Abbey. And this is, um, a, it's, it's like an estate. When I say an estate, it's, you know what I mean? It's like a country estate. And it's just outside Ilkley in Yorkshire. And it's owned by the Cavendish family. And they own and manage the estate. And, it, and it's an absolutely beautiful part of the world. They, they, they look after it immaculately. It's a really great place. And it's, it's, always, it's always busy, especially on a weekend, because it's a great place to take your family or people that maybe aren't used to doing a lot of what I'll call hill walking. It gives you the illusion, you see, the way they've set it up. You kind of try to imagine it. Bolton Abbey is, is an old building. It's pretty much broken down now, but it's like an old monastery. That's like the central bit of the estate. But there's a river runs through it. And what the estate have done is, you know, they've created these walks where you can walk through the abbey, round one, or up one side of the river, across and down the other side. And it takes you to a great deal of countryside. So... To the uninitiated and people that don't spend a lot of time outside, there's this illusion you're in the middle of kind of wilderness and, and, and it really isn't. It's a very man-made part of the world, quite honestly. But it looks so natural because they've allowed the, the trees and the plants to sort of grow in a way that you feel like you're in nature. So, so I love the place because I think it's a fantastic place, especially if you want to get children into walking. You can take them there, they can see some great sights, some great wildlife without really being put under any kind of um, difficulty as far as the conditions are concerned because you're pretty much walking on um, on a man-made path which is very easy underfoot. Anyway, it's a great estate. We were up there and the reason I went there this weekend was because it was our Christmas bimble. I call it bimble is, is my kind of term for a walk. And I knew that there would be some festivities at, at Bolton Abbey. More of that in a minute. But what we did is we set off, we parked at Bolton Abbey, and then we walk through Bolton Abbey and we go up to the tops and there's some moors up there. And these are kind of heather moors and there's a lot of shooting goes on up there It's because of a lot of grouse and one of the, cause one of the big ways that a lot of these estates make the money is through shooting, grouse and pheasant and things like that. And there's a walk you can take there and it goes to a place called Simon's Seat. 
And I love I love the names that people give places in the outdoors. And Simon's Seat, you know, and then the next to there's something called the Lord's Seat. But to get there, you have to walk through something called the Valley of Desolation, which I think is a fantastic name. I think the Valley of Desolation, just it kind of, if you think about what it might look like, um, it actually isn't desolate at all because it's full of trees. And, and the reason it's called the Valley of Desolation is because there was, and it wasn't that many years ago, actually, it was sometime, quite a few years ago, well before I was born, a, a, a storm went through there and it, it took the trees down, it blew the trees down. So there was nothing there, so it was desolate. So that's how it got its name, the Valley of Desolation, anyway. But we walked through the Valley of Desolation, and while we are on this walk, and I was thinking about what we're going to do on the podcast, something happened. And as we approached Simon Sea, which is, a, which is a hill, it's not particularly high, but you have to, there's a bit of a tromp up to it, and it's on some open moor. It's basically like a structure of rock. It's like a mound of rocks. And as we got closer to it, the walk itself had been very misty all day, it was very misty most of the time. And as we approached Simon's seat, you couldn't see it because the mist was very, very heavy. But the sun was just starting to burn through, so you could see the sky getting slightly bluer. And I thought, if we time this right, I, I, we might just see the, the top of Simon's seat. We might get up there, and it might be quite clear. And it was. And so as we approached Simon's seat, we were about a quarter of a mile away. The the, the kind of the, the mist burnt off. So it was still a little bit misty in the distance, but the sun came through, and it was glorious. It, it, it was like about 40 minutes of this warm sunshine, beautiful. It was just, it was gorgeous. It really, really was. It made the day. But as we approached it, I noticed something, and the way that a lot of walks work is, in order to get, walks tend to be going to a particular trick point. So if, you, if you're not going to our Simon's Seat, you're only going to Simon's Seat if you're walking up there. And walkers have this tradition of piling rocks up, and as you, as you go, as the rocks piles get higher, the intention is that you kind of, make these piles of rock, they're called cairns, and cairns guide you on a way to a summit of something. So most of the big mountains in the country, certainly they are, they are and I know that they're up Snowdon, Ben Nevis Scarfell, all, all the big kind of mountains in the, in, in, still in the UK have these cairns. So if you follow the cairns, you really should get to where you're going. But in recent years, I've noticed on some parts of, of, of our walks, the cairns have been replaced by trees and Christmas trees. So I know that they're not called Christmas trees, they're fern trees, are they? The evergreen kind of Christmas tree effect. The beauty of these is they don't need to, you don't need to move stones to put them there. And I don't think people now are that bothered. I don't think that, that, that the people that run these places and, and sort of a natural conservation, they would prefer you didn't pick stones up and pile them up and make a cane. So the Christmas tree is there because that grows, it's evergreen, so it's always going to be there and, and it stands up tall. So you can see it from quite a long way. So I was what you know, I saw these Christmas trees and you know, because it's Christmas, you kind of notice them a bit more, don't you? But as we got to the 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 trig point, there was a big Christmas tree just before the trig point, and it was literally on the rock. So it was actually on the trig on the area where the trig point was, the top of the, the top of Simon Sea. And as I got close to it, I noticed that it, it seemed to be shining, and I thought, well, it's a bit strange. Why is it shining? As I got closer still, what I realised is somebody, I don't know who or when. But somebody had gone up there and they trimmed this Christmas tree up. It was full of baubles and it had a star on it. And it was just wonderful to see. And it right made the walk. Of all the things we did that day, and some of it was quite festive, and I'm going to tell you that towards the end of this podcast. But as we got towards it, to see that tree trimmed up, just like lifted everybody's spirits. And I just thought, wow. And, and it got me thinking that some of the things we do at Christmas like Christmas trees, trimming things up, buying presents, you know, they, they, they're kind of very much for the season. 
But what somebody had done here was something else, which I think this time of year is really about and, and can be about if you choose it to be, which is people doing things for other people without any kind of requirement for thanks or even recognition. I don't know who trimmed this tree up, but whoever did made the three of us on that walk feel that little bit kind of jollier by seeing it. And I'm sure everybody else who took that route would have felt the same way. So the fact that around Christmas time we do things like that, where we do maybe be a bit kinder to our fellow human beings, it, it's something we could do all year round. That wouldn't be out of place in June, July or any other month of the year, where the Christmas tree in the house and the kind of decorations would be. This wouldn't. So this is what I'm talking about. These are the mindsets and the attitudes that we, we kind of see a lot more at Christmas than if we could extend them and do them all year round would make our lives, I think, a little bit kind of fuller and a little bit more kind of rich. And that's really what I wanted to talk about on this because I thought, do you know what? How many things do you do over Christmas that you could, attitudes and mindsets and ways of being with other people, could you keep going into January, February, March and all year round? And somebody did that. I don't know who it was and I'm fairly certain, whoever it was, you know, I would doubt they'd be listening to my podcast. But if you are, if you are the person that trimmed up the tree near Simon seat in Bolton Abbey, you know, I applaud you because what a wonderful thing to do. And it's those random acts of kindness when you never get recognised, you're not likely to get thanked for it. I'm sure they haven't, you know, take a selfie of themselves doing it and put it onto Instagram. They've just done it for, for the simple reason that they thought it was a nice thing to do. And it absolutely was. So... The challenge today, the Advent challenge today is going to be about that. And I'll tell you that at the end of the podcast, because something else, when we come off the, the top of the trig point, we went back down into Bolton Abbey. And what Bolton Abbey had done this year, they had set something up on the walk I talked about earlier, the nice easy one for the kids to walk on. They set up something which was a, a depiction of the 12 days of Christmas. So, you know, you know, partridge in a pear tree, five gold rings, calling birds, all I'm not going to go into them because I never get the numbers and the right things mixed together properly. But as you walked on, and it was only for about a mile and a half as we were approaching, going back, so we ended up coming back onto one of these paths and walking towards our car park on the kind of well-made path. You, you saw these, and the, the, somebody had, and Bolton Abbey had decided to put this on, so it was a place for people to walk, and there was a little kind of quiz for the kids to do, and you, it was just lovely. And again, okay, they managed the estate. We know who's done that. But it's still a lovely thing to do. Because you, you, when you go to Bolton Abbey, you can go into Bolton Abbey for free. There's no, there's, you, you have to pay to park, but you can walk into Bolton Abbey free. You can walk through it. The estate's free to anybody who can walk through it. And the fact that people go to the effort of doing things to make other people happier was, again, just another indication of, wow, wasn't that a nice thing to do? And, woo, could we do that all year round? Um, I will say, almost in closing now, that Bolton Abbey do do that. They've always got something going on, and it's always a, a wonderful place to be. But just those simple things, the Christmas tree trimmed up at the top of Simon's seat and then the, the 12 days of Christmas just gave the walk and the day out such a, a magical Christmas feeling. And today I am going to challenge you guys to do something similar. Now, I'm not asking you to go and trim a tree up on the top of a hill somewhere, but you could. But I'm asking you to do something today. Do something today for somebody else or for, for the benefit of somebody else, either somebody else individually or a group of people, where you have no way of getting noticed for doing it or thanks for doing it. And I'm going to leave you, you to creatively think about that. Um, one thing I'm, I'm going to do, I'll tell you what mine is. 
I've got on my desk in front of me and I've got a lot of Christmas cards. I bought them this year and they're not expensive Christmas cards. I think I got them from Aldi. In fact, yes, the Aldi there, the little badge on the back. But they're, they're kind of jolly Christmas cards, Santa Claus in the front and some kind of house with some festive scene on it. There's only two cards in this or two types of card in this pack, but there's about 30 of them. And I'm going to write out 20 of these today. I've got 20 letters. I'm going to write them out. And then at some point today, I'm just going to go around and just... I'm, when I'm out and about, I'm going to post them places and leave them places. Somebody might pick them up. I know it's not a Christmas tree. It's not the 12 days of Christmas. But it's just a simple random act of kindness that hopefully somebody picks it up and reads it. And it's on the side of the car, maybe. I'll put it under the windscreen wipers. They'll think, ah, I've got a Christmas card or something. I didn't even know. Somebody took the time to do that. And it'll slightly lift their day. So I want you to think about things you could do today that way. What could you do today? Some little random act of kindness that might make somebody feel better that you're never going to get thanked for, you're never going to get noticed for. Because I can tell you, it's a wonderful, joyous thing when you do that for other people. When we do things for other people, just because we're out of an act of kindness, it's good for us. You know, and the minute you try to do it and get kind of some kudos for it or some thanks for it or some likes on Facebook, it, it loses all that. So that's your challenge today, Advent Challenger. Do something today, be creative with it, where you can do something for somebody else or to brighten somebody else's day in some way, shape or form. I think you'll find it will be a, a wonderful experience for you to do it and then you'll be able to sit at home and finish your day thinking, I wonder if anybody else has gone and seen that that I've done, that thing that I've put out there. I wonder if they got that, whatever I did for them. There you go. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about the run-up to Christmas, I'm going to give you some little tips and ideas tomorrow on things you can do to maybe prepare yourself for the coming days and reduce your stress levels, because some people might be getting stressed by now. But for today, thank you for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow for tomorrow's episode, and do something kind today for somebody. That's it. Until the next episode, take care.